Welcome to Threadbare Music Live, the podcast where we feature New York City-based songwriters and musicians and dig into their creative process. Today, we will be featuring Jensen Smith. Jensen's music is melodic, quirky, and wistful. Welcome, uh, Jensen Smith, to Threadbare Music Live. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Tom. Yeah. So we just heard Jensen play four original songs on her cello, which was a treat. Oh, thank you. I feel like you might be the one, uh, I don't want to say the only cellist, but probably one of the rare cellists we'll have on this program. And Mm -hmm. it's so great to have you. It's Uh, number three, lucky number three. When did you study cello? Well, so I have an older brother and older sister who both play violin. Mm -hmm. And I went to, and they're quite a bit older than I am. So I was carted around to all their private lessons and orchestras and extra orchestras and competitions. And anyway, so I heard a lot of violin. And my mom started playing violin when my oldest brother started playing. I don't think I'm really going in a chronological order here. Long story short, there's a fuck ton of violin playing in my house. And uh, and then when I was around four, um, my mom was friends with both of the like the local string teachers in town that taught at a bunch of elementary schools and they both had children who were starting the cello and she said do you what do you think you know like violin cello and and I guess I I kind of remember knowing that I wanted to play cello and I'm not sure exactly how but I just did is that the type of music you grew up listening to was it classical yeah oh wow and you write songs you uh, you sing and you play the cello. Where does that come in for you? Um, well, that started later on. That mm. started two years ago, actually, around the time that I met you. Really? Mm-hmm. And one day, I quit the shitty job I was doing, and um, and so I had this Friday evening free, and it was a really warm global warming day and I rode my bike down the West Side Highway to a reading at the Labyrinth Theater Company. I know I wish I could remember the playwright, but anyway, it was a huge cast and it took place on uh, in East Harlem in the 90s. Mm. And the opening scene was with two actors who were sitting on a stoop. One of these two actors who was sitting on the stoop or whenever was Sean Randall, who um, is this the Sean I know? This is the, sh- the Sean that we all Sean know and we all love. Know. And, and so anyway, so I met Sean and, you know, in acting school and in general as an actor, I've always been kind of um, wary at times to tell people that I play the cello because then it's like all they can say. They mm. see me and they're like, cello, 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 cello. Mm. And um, so I didn't really. But for whatever reason that night, he said, you know, I have this thing called this thing with the show that I do and would you ever want to play sometime? Oh, there's another thing I should add to. Please. I started writing um, a film about a woman who was playing the cello and was getting out of a long relationship and in order, it was playing in an orchestra overseas and comes back to New York for the first time since childhood and mm. is sort of gigging in New York as the first time as an adult. So she has to take all these shittier gigs than she had anticipated and is doing different kinds of playing than classical and stretching out of her norm and mm-hmm. stumbles into songwriting. And I wrote all of this before I actually started doing it. <laughs> so weird. So I was in the middle of writing this when I met Sean. And um, and so basically I stretched out of this very, very classical beginning 
Tell us about the first song you wrote. What drew you to try it? Well, you know, I was like writing teleparts and and playing with Sean and singing harmonies with him. And then um, I've always kind of hummed a lot, you know, like I would walk around and be like, people would say, what's that? I would say, oh, it's just, it's nothing, you know. And then I, you know, I was watching all these people play guitar and play different chords and cellists don't really think in chords, mm. you know, I don't know, it's like no, notes, it's, it's then another note yeah. and then another note and then a fuck ton of notes. And, <laughs> and, and so I thought, well, what if I played some chords and then I thought about Bach, which mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, um, and um, I was like, all right, well, let's pick a relatively easy chord, you know, which I don't even know the name of it, but it was, I guess it's in the G family, you know, and so then I was like, you know, strum that, and I'd strum the other one, and then, um, I don't know, I started thinking about my life, and, and then I just kind of improvised. Basically, I just tried to figure out what sounded good melodically, uh-huh. and then I would improvise words over it without even really thinking about what they meant. And then if it felt like it was a song, I just listened to it and then tried to see if I could repeat it. Great. Yeah. So now we're going to take a listen to Jensen's first song. It's called Raised Too Well. <laughs> Own way. 
I pretty much improvised that song. Like I was just mm-hmm. sitting in my chair and I think the first part came out that I think I was raised too well, mm. too smart, too afraid of going to hell. Mm. And then I was like, well, I could try to rhyme too kind, too smart, too supportive and too small. So that doesn't even really rhyme, but I was oh. like, well, that's pretty close. It rhymes. And, you know. We'll call and it then, uh, uh, an imperfect rhyme. And it's an imperfect rhyme. What is, what is the inspiration behind it? I think it was this feeling of getting caught in what I thought other people needed from me. And I think the culture that I grew up in is one that you show that you care by doing what you think people want you to do, mm. especially as a woman. Mm. Um, and how much can you surprise them by anticipating their needs and making things easier? Mm. And and there is a beauty in that for people who are really close to you, you know, like, oh, you have a cold. I have a tissue in my pocket. You know, there's a level of that that's healthy, but then there's a lot of it that's unhealthy. And I happen to be really, 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 really good at anticipating what people want from me, mm-hmm. which made it very easy to lose myself. Um, and so this song is sort of about how, you know, I did that for a long time and I'm breaking away from that and how when you give and 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 give, uh-huh. give you will crash and burn. Yeah. And then, you know, so now I was just thinking, you know, so then it's sort of like re-entering into a frame of mind where now how can I be myself and find the middle ground and by the time I find the middle ground, will it will it be too late? Like can I can I join forces with someone or you know sometimes you feel like this sense of time and pressure from life or society or something Mm. and then just um and then you realize you know what actually maybe that is just a construct and let's get out of my head and then see where we are one of the cool things i think about your songs and this song in particular is your writing style being so conversational and how do you manage to do that that, I think, comes from the fact that I, I do write. And, you know, going back to films, a lot of the films that I really enjoy are sort of ones where people, <laughs> people might, <laughs> where it's, it's a really conversational tone, but then all of a sudden they might say something that maybe people wouldn't really say in real life, but they'll just say it in a kind of dry way. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm, I think I'm so hungry for honesty Mm. and I love it so much Mm. when people are like, you know, I'm going to let my filter go for a second and just actually say what I'm thinking. And so I really strive to do that. Let's take a listen to your second song. It's called, I don't know. Die, I, 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 I
I really like about this song um, there are two lines or a few lines many lines but um, just really specific <laughs> details like the seatbelt um, and pulling my pants down and texting you when I pee yeah. I mean that's something that definitively everybody does yeah but I mean it's so specific yeah I guess it's what I envision as intimacy <laughs> <laughs> You know, I like knowing really random, tiny details about people. Like, I just love, like, I have a cello student who Uh loves buying new stuff from Target. Like, she doesn't go to Target a lot, but when she does, (laughs) she just, like, loves to smell her binder. Like, she likes the weird smell of, like, plastic or wrapping. And I've never thought of the smell of a binder, but as soon as you say it, I know exactly what a new binder smells like. Right? And then it kind of, it's great for a second. It's, like, weirdly too strong, but yeah. okay at the same time. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, I mean, there's a reason we all smelled markers in seventh <laughs> yeah, <right>. grade. <laughs> Let's take a listen to Jensen's third song. It's called Midnight Seeds. Everything I 
as a musician and as a filmmaker, you seem to be somewhat of a storyteller. Tell us about your storytelling. When I'm writing a song, I see it like a movie. Mm. So, um, for like for instance, Midnight Seeds. When I see it, I imagine it as a movie that's shot at nighttime, and there's this woman outside, and she's she's walking around her her yard, and there's all these plants and things that she's she's planted, and she's just sort of you can hear the crickets, and and she is just thinking about how life has gone so quickly and she's raised these children and mm. and um and there's this daughter who can sort of like see her mother in this place and has this desire for her to sit down and just enjoy mm. just en- she's worked so hard and it's time to just enjoy you know and and I and usually that's funny to share what goes on inside usually at the end I I picture like uh, the front of my parents' yard and hmm. and that feeling of you know really letting go. So the song is about your mother, yeah, mm-hmm. and our relationship. My mom is a very magical woman, I think, and she's so funny. I remember one time she went and planted a bunch of tulips in a friend's yard who just moved to a new house mm-hmm. one day when she was gone and then in the spring all these tulips sprouted and she's like oh my god where all these tulips come from and like those kind of surprises my mom thinks are really funny mm-hmm. yeah, so this song came to me one time I was getting ready I was getting ready for bed mm. and um, and then I just I think my cello was out already because I was playing something else and then I started strumming around and and then this song started coming out and it felt like, oh, wait, here comes a song, mm. you know? So this, anyway, so this idea of a woman who plants midnight seeds, right? Yeah, who yeah, goes yeah. around and does all these good deeds that people aren't, people might not even be aware of. People might not, might not even say thank you for it, but bring her so much joy. Mm-hmm. And then I imagined a plant, a.k.a. like a child or mm-hmm. something, yeah. who needed extra water or extra light or extra anything. So let's take a listen to Jensen's final song. It's called Even If It's Only For A Second.
sugar is in ketchup. Has that ever crossed your mind? Even if it's only for a second, ooh, I want you to think about maybe be. I'm interested in this song because I know it's new. Are, are you are you still working on it? Is it is it a work in progress still? I think so. I feel like there's some some more stuff that'll go in there, you know. Yeah, and how do you determine that? How do you determine when a song is finished? Oh man, that's such a good question. You know, sometimes I'll I'll have an incarnation of it that goes for a while, and then as I'm playing with it, I'll realize like, oh, me put a little something on the beginning or the end, or. Or I'll hear, you know, sometimes I'll I'll play it to practice it and then listen back and mm-hmm. then I'll hear a little thing and realize, oh, what if I made that more syncopated? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I don't think this one is done yet. It's still happening. Um, but I like playing it. Yeah. One final question. Yeah. Um, your songs are so melodic. They're so driven by this melody between you and your cello oh. H- how do you are you harmonizing with your cello are you singing the melody and then harmonizing with your voice sometimes um a melody will come and then i'll sit down and see how it fits with the cello and mm. then other times it's more of a a riff on the cello oh well you know what okay well here we go so I'm standing in my kitchen, and there was like a, a new thing of coffee I just bought, and then there was a tiny bit of an old bag of coffee, and I felt this pressure to finish the old cup, even though it wasn't even it wasn't even enough for half a cup. Like just throw the stupid bag away, but <laughs> I felt all this guilt about it, and then I heard a little voice in my head to say, oh, if it looks so good, then you should have it. Oh, if it looks so good, then you should have it. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is that, right? So then I, I just like ran over to my cello. I like took my cello out and then I was, you know, it was basically like, I think if that would be a E flat, E flat, E flat, E flat, D, E flat, E flat, D, E so it'd be like da 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 whatever that would be on the C string, the lowest string of the cello. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, I mean, I could play that as the melody in the cello. Or what if I did, what if I kind of like kept the beat? And so then it just kind of became like C, 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 C. But it's like, oh, I need a little something weird in there. So I threw in to be natural and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then, and then it kind of evolved into this other thing about like, where do I draw the line and how do I know when something is is mine. And in general, like, like when do I take? Mm. You know, I sort of give and take, like, certain things. I'm like, oh, the cello is better at this than I am. Uh-huh. And other times I'm like, no, I kind of want to do, I want to say that. Hi. You know, and then it gets to say stuff that, like, maybe I couldn't say, you mm. know, or hit notes in people that, I don't know. I, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like an extension of myself. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like me. Jensen Smith, <laughs> thank you so much for coming oh to my Threadbare God, thank Music. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Hopefully, uh, we will see you soon. Yeah. Oh, and if anybody wants to see any of my films, um, it's on um, I have a Vimeo page, which is vimeo.com slash Jensen Smith, J-E-N-S-O-N. 
And I also have a web series called Too Much Therapy. Um, and then I mainly put new songs and stuff I'm playing with up on my Instagram, which is at Jensen Person. Jensen, where can we hear you play next? Um, I'll be at the Bowery Poetry Club on April 15th at 6 p.m. playing in Symphonics Live. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Threadbare Music Live. We would like to thank our guest, Jensen Smith. We are currently seeking more songwriters and artists of all genres to feature on this podcast. If you're interested in being featured, please check out threadbaremusic.com. We are Threadbare Music, a recording studio in Long Island City, New York. Are you looking for help writing a song? Want to record a demo? Do you need a track mixed or mastered? Or maybe you need music for theater, video, or a podcast of your own. Threadbare Music can help. Find out more at threadbaremusic.com. This podcast was produced by Justin Tricarico. I'm Tom Lee. See you next time on Threadbare Music Live.